Welcome to A Matter of Time, a podcast by Tag Heuer. I'm your host, Nicholas Biebeck, Heritage Director at Tag Heuer and a lifelong enthusiast of fine Swiss watchmaking. In this season, we're discussing Heuer, Tag Heuer and the connection to the ocean. In episode one, we discussed the Soluna, the first watch ever created with a tide indicator. An industry first that was a great innovation for the brand and for our partner Abercrombie & Fitch. In this episode, we're going to discuss the Seafarer and the other chronographs that also hosted a tide indicator. We alluded to the model in episode one, but in fact, there were so many different references, it's really worth exploring in its own dedicated episode. Following the launch of the Solunar in 1949, the Seafarer would follow soon afterwards. And in its first executions, the reference 346, it featured this amazing oversized case that was most familiar to consumers at the time for these large diameter military watches that Hoyer had also been producing. With its robust proportions, screw down case back, oversized crown, and of course the pusher integrated into the case to set the tide indicator, it was a beautiful watch. This reference would feature radium for the luminous material on the hands and hour markers. And as a result, many of the dials aged to this warm patination that gives it almost this pink hue over the original Grenier silver dial. The tide indicator itself is a window cutout at nine o'clock and is very different from other models that were produced. There's also the echoes of the regatta countdown timer on the minute recorder at three o'clock so that it could also serve during sailing races. Following on from the reference 346, we jump to the reference 2443. This again features an oversized case, but with these very interesting fasted lugs that are also familiar to those who know the pre-Carrera reference 2447. For me, this is one of my favorite case designs. It's amazingly sized, it's great to wear on the wrist. And when you find these cases in unpolished condition, these sharp facets, add this amazing sensation to the aesthetic of the case. Again, we see a screw down case back and oversized crown, but now the tide indicator fills the dial at nine o'clock. So you can see all of this amazing color and design that was integrated into the dial. Of course, I'm busy describing these watches in an audio medium, but you can follow the episode notes to a link to an article on our website showing images of these amazing watches. The next iteration of the Seafarer would take the watch in a slightly different direction. The reference 2444, familiar as one of the key pre-Carrera references that were produced in the 1950s, reduced the case size to around 36 millimeters and gave it a much more classical tonneau case design. Again, we have the water resistance aided by the screw down case back. And we have these very interesting pushers that are kind of tall and thin and are very different proportions to what we saw on the previous versions of the Seafarer. The tide indicator was simplified. Rather than including these gradiating waves, we see these clear sections divided into yellow and this kind of sky blue. And again, we see the sky blue markings to the minute recorder for the chronograph to aid as a regatta countdown timer. We see a lot of variations in the hour markers for this particular reference. We see Arabic numerals, we see baton markers, and we also see this classical pointed marker on the outside track, a design code that was distinctive to the Seafarer. At the beginning of the 1960s, we see the launch of the Ortavia in 62 and the Carrera in 63. And the case designs for these two iconic models would be repurposed for Seafarers themselves. 
The reference 2446 Seafarer is among the rarest and most desirable for collectors. This incredible Ortavia case repurposed with this silver dial that we don't really see on the standard production of the Ortavia, continuing the rotating bezel, and often seen on this beautiful Gay Frere bracelet, which is so iconic for Hoyer as a brand. Following on from that, the reference 2447 Carrera cased Seafarer is really one of the most handsome watches and extremely comfortable to wear. Another highlight for me, together with the Ortavia case version, it's highly coveted by collectors and when we see beautiful examples, they really stand out above many of the pieces we see in the marketplace. The last with the Seafarer name is the 2446 compressor cased Ortavia. This will be a natural continuation for the family with this super compressor case supplied by Picaray, increasing the water resistance and really making it into a true watch that could be worn comfortably out on the ocean without fear of water ingress into the movement, damaging the watch. Now alongside the Seafarer collections, we see the Solunograph as well. This was a piece that was specifically produced for another one of our prestigious retailers in North America, Orvis, a brand that continues today. It was very much a compliment to Abercrombie & Fitch as one of the great sporting goods retailers. But nearly all of his solunographs are housed in the compressor case of the Ortavia Reference 2446, with the difference being that they have this amazing soleil finished slate grey dial that gives this amazing animation to the watch when it catches the light. Alongside the pieces for our specialist retailers, Hoyer of course produced their own variations of chronographs with tide indicators. These were called the Mariograph, a name much more befitting for a European market, and much like the Seafarer, we see it across a number of different references, the 346, the 2443, the 2444, the 2447, and of course the 2446 compressor case. It's amazing to see Hoyer combining its incredible legacy with the chronograph complication, together with this new vertical for the company in the world of sailing. And in the next episode, we're going to show where this absolutely indelible link was finally cemented in 1967. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of A Matter of Time. We do hope that you've enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. We always love to see your feedback. Looking forward to welcoming you next time.